Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here at Bleeding Green Nation. Thanks for the fine folk at SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. You can find me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL. That's K-I-S-T. You can follow the feed here at BGN underscore radio on Twitter as well. And there's a lot going on lately with training camp in full swing. Brandon Lee Gowton has been covering it the entire time for us and has been joining me for regular discussions about the practices. So make sure you're following him at Brandon Gowton, and you can listen in on those discussions by smashing the subscribe button and following along with the best Eagles analysis and podcast in the game. Three new press conferences coming your way today. We've got a double dose of Doug Peterson, starting with his chat with the media after practice on Thursday. Following the break, you'll hear from him again, this time from Saturday. And lastly, you'll hear from the franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz. That's from Saturday as well. We'll be back on Monday after practice. Today's practice here on Sunday is a late one that's open to the public. Then after Monday's practice, I'll talk with BLG about what he saw in the two sessions. So look forward to that. And hey, we got a loaded show here, so let's not stand on ceremony any longer. Let's go to the podium. Uh, Miles is good. Um, we're going to get a few more evaluations after practice, but it uh, seems like everything's okay. Yeah. Uh, foot. What has impressed you about Miles in general uh, so far at the camp? I think the biggest thing for me was how, how well he came back in shape, you know, um, coming off those injuries in the, in the offseason, missing so much offseason time. His conditioning, keeping his weight where he, where we asked him to be, um, and then just just attacking every single day. You know, we've 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 monitored his reps, so we're not over, you know, doing it with him. And uh, he's uh, he's showing up every day. You know, he's still working, obviously working and uh, working every day, getting some individual work. So I would expect him here. Uh, you know, maybe in the next few days, yes. At least at least working back into the individual and some seven on seven stuff. Did Deshaun have the day off today? I just gave him a rest day. Uh, he works some individual and, and just giving him uh, giving him some time. Is Paul Warlow, is he still kind of working? Say that again. Paul Warlow, is he still working through the ACL? Has it kind of been a setback this week? Or? Yeah, no, we're still monitoring him. We're still, you know, getting him uh, getting him healthy uh, day by day with him. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see where he's at, but he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, participating seven-on-seven seven for the first time today. You happy with his progress when you think he'll be ready to go? Yeah, you know, obviously, as you know, no timetable on when he when he can come back, but we got to get him. Uh, we got have we still have to get him ready. Um, so seven on seven today was good for him, just to get back into seeing live, live defenses, live route running, um, and uh, it was a good good start for him today. When you went live the other day, uh, I'm just curious why you, ones versus ones as opposed to one versus twos. I think uh, first of all, one the ones, you know, they really know how to practice against each other. They can still go hard, get good work in. We can still tackle to the ground and, and get you know because they're playing against other team starters, right? So it's a great way to get some great work in. 
Uh, same way with the twos competing, you know, against each other in that second group. Um, so it was a little bit of a change for me, but um, I was pleased the uh, pleased uh, with the effort. Greg Ward uh, seemed to have another good day today. Uh, tell me about his progress and, and how helpful the AAF uh, experience was for him. Well, I think that was valuable experience for him um, to play and, and get out there and, and uh, compete. You know, again, he's he's a guy that that, that we we know. We, he knows our system. He, he's getting comfortable in the slot, kind of moving him around a little bit. Um, He's showing up on tape, so um, been been excited with his uh, with his progress. Don Smolenski said last week about the open practices that the team obviously was the priority in not having more than just one. What kind of input did you have into that decision? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, you know, as far as even the field being on the field for a couple of you know, we got a preseason game in between. I know we had you know the concert over there, things like that. So. You know, we just a lot of a lot of factors we take in into uh, into consideration when we make these decisions, and and uh, you know, obviously it's a great situation for our fans. You know, when we go over there a couple of times, and, and we love we love practicing in front of our fans. We love having you know all the people here. Uh, it was just unfortunate we just had the one decision this year to go over there once. Are there restrictions of just having one field an issue to not having more than one? No, it's actually a benefit from the standpoint of of you know from a, a, a GPS tracking standpoint and a physical standpoint. They don't have to run as far. Uh, we're using one field, and uh, it really uh, uh, sort of intensifies the practice based on uh, you know limited amount of, of running from you know field to field. What was your first practice like as a rookie quarterback? What did they make you do during training camp? I was always with the offensive line, and I was always doing cadence. And uh, I got no reps as a backup quarterback. Uh, my first, my first uh, training camp, first couple of training camps, um, I threw a little bit of individual uh, to backs and tight ends. Never with the receivers. Um, yeah, uh, it was always Doug. You go down with the offensive line and do one-on-one pass rush, and that was that was my job. How about off the field? Did you have to buy dinner, carry? Biggest thing was biggest thing. Actually, we. Uh, I remember. You know, being in Miami, um, the biggest thing was uh, was singing. They made the uh, rookies sing either, you know, and we were at, we were at a college, St. Thomas University back then, and you know we'd go eat in the cafeteria, and, and of course there were students in there for you know, summer school and stuff like that, and they would either make us sing during lunch or uh, grab us at dinner uh, and make us sing in front of everybody. Coach, it's, it's somebody natural kind of saying this position group on your team is one of the best leagues, etc. Which Just one? The, the importance of like, your offensive line, your pass rushers, the importance of building your roster from the outside, from the inside out. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, obviously from an offensive perspective, we got to protect the A gaps out. Uh, from a defensive perspective, if we can pen, you know, penetrate, um, you know, through the middle, through the A and B gap, and then have pass rushers on the outside, uh, guys that can, can sink their hips and transition. Um, you know that's that's a big part of big part of what we do schematically here um, when we look for players, obviously, um, and just just the transition. But having depth at both positions uh, allows you uh, on defense to do multiple personnel packages: four linemen, five linemen, three linemen, whatever it might be. And then and then having depth at offensive line just gives you um, obviously the depth when. When you get an injury during the season, somebody can you know can fill in and, and uh, uh, play just like you know just like the starter did. It's, it's, it's twenty it's it's twenty years since you were uh, since you played quarterback here. 
you've had quite a quite a journey since then. Uh, you know, assistant going into your fourth year as a head coach, you won a Super Bowl. When you're not dealing with the daily grind of your job now, do you ever sit back and reflect upon your story with the Eagles and Philadelphia? Um, there, there's an occasion or two where, where you kind of reflect back on on the career and and uh, kind of the, the 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 journeyman backup position as a quarterback and and. Um, you know, obviously, my time here in Philadelphia for for the one year in a, in a training camp, and um, I, I do think about those times. And 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 now being in this position, um, sort of how that's affected my mindset. You know, how I think, how I go about handling my business, and how I approach the football team, and even some of the messaging to the team, based on some of those experiences that I went through. And um, you know, I think that's something that is uh, I've kind of leaned on. You know, in my my professional career. Who are some of the maybe like unheralded guys that have stood out to you when you watch the film? I mean, I think there's been a lot of guys, honestly. Um, gosh, I hate to start just singling guys out, but, um, you know, I mentioned, mentioned. Uh, gosh, who was I talking about the other day? I like... Uh, I think Agadosi is a kid that's, that's kind of showed up a little bit here um, from a receiver standpoint. Um, Mark and Michelle is another one. I mean, these guys have really busted their tail to put themselves in a position to, to help us and to help themselves, obviously, make, make decisions tough. You know, you're looking on the back end. I think even a veteran like, you know, Andrew Sandejo who's come in as a free agent and picking up our defense and, and, and learning the defense and making the calls and feeling comfortable back there. I think that's a even though he's a veteran player, I think that's a, uh, a plus for us. You know, even Jordan Howard coming in and understanding, you know, his role and what he's what he's capable of doing. Um, Andre Dillard, obviously, is a, a, a bright spot. He's getting better every single day. He's competing. Is it pretty all the time? It's not, but he's at least he, he's understanding his his role and, and what he's uh, what what he's expected of. So, you know, um, and there, there's other guys, but uh, you know, those guys have really. And then, and then others have really stepped up and done a nice job for us. Yeah, you mentioned Dillard. Who's that? On Dillard. 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 You know, we just got to get him comfortable where he's at. You know, uh, I think he's capable of going to the other side. But right now, you know, we just got to get him, got to get him comfortable on the left side and, and keep learning from JP. Mentioned had some nice catches today. Obviously, he's got the tremendous length. How is he handling the other aspects, the route running, change of direction, things like that? Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I think that every young receiver learns, you know, as they go. I mean, every day is a different day, a different set of challenges. I think he's really he's working his tail off in the individual part of practice. He's you know he's tall, so he's got to learn to play with his pad level down, and and you know corners, DBs can really get their hands on a tall frame. So he's he's really working hard on that and bending and and uh, pretty flexible for a big guy and. And uh, it's carrying over into the team reps. Okay. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. 
Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Yeah, preliminary, uh, you know, that lower body, left side. We're going to evaluate him inside this afternoon and we'll update you as we go. Aside, how good is he in camp so far? Like he's, he's yeah, he's really coming into his own. I mean, he's uh, um, obviously getting those first team reps at linebacker, and, and he's a core special teams player for us. Uh, uh, really excited about him and, and what he brings to our football team. And, and like I said, it's you know he's, he was a young player who's now starting to really grow into his role and uh, uh, has been been good all of camp. How does practice change now for these next few weeks? Now that you have games each week, we're still training camp mode. Um, you know, again, you guys know we don't game plan a ton for these preseason games. We're, we're still evaluating a lot of players. Um, we're still bringing in players, as you, you've seen. So it's all about evaluating um, and, and eventually finding the best 53 for this team. I know you're still figuring out the rotations, but is Carson going to be playing in the first game? I haven't made that determination yet. Uh, we still got some time, but uh, uh, and you know, as soon as I do, which will be a little bit later in the week probably, I'll let you know. Players in. How do you see Jonathan Cyprian and why the signing now? You had looked at it back in June. Yeah, well, back in June, there was still, uh, we were still trying to get some information on his previous injury. Um, everything's medically checked out fine with him. So it just gives us depth. Um, you know, we swapped out player for player in that position. So it gives us depth, experience at that spot, and uh, bring him in and, and let, him, let him see what he can do and how he can help us. Look, he seems to play like, in the past, he's played like more of a strong safety in the box type, and you guys like your safeties to be interchangeable. How do you get him to fit in here? He's just got to come in and embrace the role, you know, and, and he has been a box safety a bunch in his career, and, and he's a physical guy, and, um, you know, no one better to learn from, obviously, from Malcolm and, and what Malcolm does and with that safety position. And, and, again, it's just about him coming in and, and picking up our defense as fast as he can, uh, fitting into that role, and, and then, you know, hopefully these preseason games he gets, he gets time to show us what he can do. Like any of the uh, the linebackers, the, the guys that you've converted, like Camus or uh, Nate, you know, in, in a role like that, since they used to be safety. Yeah, I, I think you'd have to be really desperate down the line with injury before we, you know, uh, went down that that road. But you know, we know Nate's played a safety spot in college, and uh, Camus athletic enough. But but yeah, you'd have to be really really desperate and far down the road to get to that that point. Doug, have you increased Parsons' leadership responsibilities in year four? You know, not really. I just keep encouraging him to, you know, to talk to everybody, offense, defense, special teams guys. I mean, you see him, he's bouncing around at practice when he's not in there and, uh, you know, talking and, and going over plays, going over uh, things with uh, with everybody. And I just think that's, that, again, that just comes with uh, understanding his role and, and – uh, you know, being the leader of the football team like that, but and it's not. Listen, it's not just him. It's I, I encourage all the guys in that position to to really embrace that. Is that a natural uh, progression for Carson, or is it something that you bring up and talk to him and say? I mean, we talk about it, but but look, I mean, you know, going into year four, 
I mean, he, you know, the first couple of years he's learning the offense and trying to get, you know, people to gel and learning, you know, how guys run routes. And, and now he's he's at that point where he understands all of that. And now it's just another progression in, in, in his development and his growth. And he's really handled it well. Even if some of your defensive starters who aren't practicing do return over the next few weeks, at what point do you worry about this time they're missing affecting them at the start of the season? Well, the, the one thing that's good for a lot of these guys, like, you know, I think of Rodney McLeod just as, as an example. You know, Fletcher's another one. They're getting individual work with their players. Um, they're out here listening to the team. You know, all the team reps, they're watching. Um, and, and, and that's valuable. And, and, again, these guys are veteran players who've been in our system now for a long time. And, and um, you know, it's, it's about – it's now more about the, the physical condi- – the actual conditioning of, of game, you know, being game ready, so to speak. Uh, but but no no real concern over them missing this time right now. The, the Hall of Fame enshrinement is today. You know Donovan and McNabb probably as well as anybody. I mean, he's not one of the guys going in. Andy kind of weighed in on that. Do you think Donovan's worthy of that Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think I think you look at the body of work. I mean, I think there's there's definitely uh, you can make a case, you can make an argument for for him going in, and and you know obviously you know. In our game, quarterbacks are, uh, especially the top, the top tier quarterbacks are always, um, you know, thought of as are they Super Bowl winners and things like that. And um, I, I don't think that has to be the, the final straw in any decision. How how they how they lead their team for so many years, the numbers they put up, you know, the the, the amount of championship games that he's he's you know NFC championship games that he's led this team to. So you know, you could definitely make an argument for it and and. Uh, uh, Maybe one day he'll get an opportunity. Doug, I'm not asking about Thursday's game, but the preseason in general. Yeah. It seems more coaches find that they're getting the work and practice that they need and they're scaling back their starters. Has your view on the preseason changed as a head coach or, or during your time here? You know, I've looked at a lot of that. Um, I look at how our you know our starters get majority of the reps uh, even here. Um, teams are practicing against each other more and more now, if not once, twice a, twice a preseason. And you're getting really good work, so you know you don't necessarily need to see them in a game setting. You're, you're in a teams are into that evaluation of the younger guys, of those situational players, the backup guys that that uh, you know you really want to see and spend some time in game situation. And and I think that's what the trend has been here the last couple of years, and something that I continue to look at. And and uh, if it if it fits for us, then then I'll, I'll consider it. Um, but uh, you know our guys get a ton of work in, in practice right now. How many years is the preseason going to be for a guy like Jordan Mailata in particular, since he obviously doesn't have many games under his belt in general? I think it's going to be huge for him, um, along with a lot of a lot of other young players. I mean, you know, last year was limited. You know, late in fourth quarter, if you can somehow get him in a first half of a game against against good competition, quality players, and um, it just uh, it shows us the type of player that, that we have, you know, and, and we can really coach him that way. So. Valuable experience for guys like that to uh, to play. I think he's been doing well. I mean, it's still, you know, every day is kind of a new day, new, new set of circumstances with him. We got to, as coaches, we sometimes we have to be a little more patient because you know he hasn't played a ton of football in his life. So um, we got to continue to you know develop him. I think Stout does a great job of, of you know coaching him and mentoring him, and, and uh, you know he's learning and doing doing, doing a decent job. 20 years since you came in here as the quarterback. Yeah, could you kind of put that time frame in perspective? And could you have envisioned uh, you know, being here now? You know, at, at that point. Yeah, you look back 20 years. I mean, it's like a like you blink your eye and it's gone. You know, um, 
yeah, I think about those those time when I was here in '99, and then obviously, um, you know, played a few more years after that. But you, you never know where you're going to end up and, and where you're going to work next. But uh, you know, for me, it's it's about faith and and, and relying on and trusting in, in, in my Savior to you know giving me the opportunity to you know play this game and then and eventually coach this game that I love. And you never know where you're going to end up. But but uh, uh, I'm just blessed to be here and be a part of this great great city and this great organization. You've seen uh, Big B play at right guard through all the spring and then a week here in training camp. Um, what's your comfort level with him being able to start in regular season games? You know, Big V uh, has done really well, you know, and, and again, he's another one that's going to get into some of these games and, you know, we got to find out, you know, with him. And, and he's going against our, you know, starting D-line uh, now in practice. He's done a really good job. He's really really settled in and, and uh, he understands he's, he's a big, massive guy. Uh, that moves extremely well. You know, playing tackle obviously has helped him from that standpoint. Things uh, happen a little bit faster in there. You know, guys are on you a little bit sooner, and, and, he, and he's learning to play with, with great pad level and hands, and um, he's done a nice job. When you signed uh, Alex Ellis, I mean, did you get any kind of reports from Kansas City about him? I mean, did you know much about him at all? Just what we had seen on film, um, you know, uh, obviously – you know, I think Justin reached out to Coach Melvin and, and just got a little scouting report on him. And, and it's it's great to have those relationships with coaches around the league so we can talk about players and, you know, um, just get an idea, get a feel for the guy we're getting. getting and then and then it's up to us to, to coach him up and, and get him ready to play. In the team meetings at night, which rookie has stood out singing? Oh, gosh. Um, Wilkins the other night did a great job, did a really good job. Um, uh, DeAndre Tompkins, those would be my top two right now. Uh, that have really stood out and had, you know, probably eight out of ten performance. It's done the best since you've been here. Those would be, you know, Jordan Mulata, I would have to say, because last year he pulled out his guitar, he sat on stage, he did his little deal. Jordan Mulata was pretty good last year. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Thanks, guys. The other day, you um, through like that six defense at you. Um, you guys were able to hit Aguilar down the field. When you see that that scheme on the third ball, what teams have done it too? Yeah. You know, how do you process that? There's a couple different approaches. Obviously, a lot of guys, a lot of teams run a draw, a screen, something underneath, and just let the guy run and see what happens. And sometimes we want to try and, and throw it through the defense. And, uh, you know, Nelson was, was hauling and we made a play. Um, but again, you're not going to make a living taking those shots, but uh, it's something to, to to see what's going to stress the defense so they, they can get better here in camp and see what we can get away with, too. When you're, when you're playing that defense and hit Yeah, one. I mean, yeah, you got to be pretty spot on, but uh, yeah, that was a good good case of me and Nelson making a play and uh, making them pay for it. I'm not asking about Thursday specifically, but big picture, what's your view on the preseason? It seems some quarterbacks feel they don't need it, some quarterbacks do. Yeah. What, what's your perspective? Yeah, well, for me, it's been obviously different every year. Uh, preseason for me has been <laughs> kind of all over the place every year. But, um, I mean, I'm good kind of either way. You know, I think it's always good to get out there, get your feet wet. Um, but at the same time, I don't think with like I don't think without it that I'll have any issue adapting either. So uh, use it kind of as a tune-up to kind of get out there, get those feelings out of the way with the guys. Maybe get a hit here and there, get used to that. But uh, I'm really fine either way. Have your uh, leadership responsibilities grown in year four, and what would be some examples I've seen? Um, I don't know if they've necessarily grown. Other, I mean, organically and naturally, they they do. I mean, every year you're more comfortable in the locker room, more comfortable with the guys. I'm more comfortable within really the whole organization and everything. And, um, you know, I don't really have any specific examples other than 
um, just trying to, you know, get everybody involved and, and really um, not just be so focused on the offense as much as and see, you know, be a leader for the whole team, you know, get to know some of the defensive guys a little bit more and, and be around, which is hard. Obviously, we got busy days. We're kind of all in our own areas, own meetings, but I'm um, trying to do that a little more. So it, it's been a, it's been fun this year. Carson, uh, there was a report on the, during the Phillies game about Andrew McCutcheon after, uh, I guess before his surgery, how he, he got in touch with you and um, you had a, a nice conversation. What do you remember about that and, and what did you share with him? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking, you know, doctors, kind of what to expect, different things. And, um, you know, it, it, it sucks. It sucks for him. And then just when injuries happen like that, you know, your heart kind of breaks for guys, you know. Um, it's just part of sports that's that really is, is unfortunate but I uh, just wanted to you know keep uh, keep him in high spirits and, and know that uh, I know he's a man of faith as well and just know let him know that you know God's got control of this and, and he knows that so I uh, just wanted him to know that I was praying for him that I was uh, you know with him on it and um, just talk kind of what to expect with it as well we had met uh, we met a Sixers game actually um, when I was there with Bryce and Reese and some of those other guys so uh, really really solid guy do you have an example of something you did that uh, stands out to you when you think about approaching uh, um, the gap? You know, nothing really, nothing really big. I, just, you know, this spring, you know, had had a handful of guys out to the house on both sides of the ball just just to build some camaraderie, and, and it's always fun just hanging out with the guys, you know, and, and getting guys over. So I had had some of them out, and we had a, had a good time. Carson, back to the preseason a little bit, just for you personally. Uh, do you find where you can structure things in practice situationally uh, more important than a live environment? A couple live periods, but quarterbacks can't be it. Yeah, I mean, you can structure practice. I mean, Coach does a good job of putting us in those situations, making it feel like it's it's really a game. It's hot out here. You know, we're, we're tired at the end of practice. You kind of get that same game-like environment. I mean, nothing really um, is going to quite be the same as a game, obviously, especially when you're wearing a red jersey in practice. But um, you can do quite a bit and, and make it feel um, game-like situation for sure. Carson, I wonder uh, if you could comment on Miles Sanders, not only from what you've seen as a football player, but how he's a rookie, how he's carried himself yeah. and how he's handled the moment. Yeah, I think he's done a great job. You know, I think he's done a great job coming in. Um, got to know him right away a little bit and see him um, really this fall in, in camp so far. Um, just see what he can do on the field. And I'm excited to see him. You know, we, we get him a little in live periods, but this preseason, get him out there running, uh, breaking tackles, making guys miss. Uh, he's an exciting player. Um, but, but off the field, locker room-wise, a uh, great guy, um, solid dude. You see him today carrying Smallwood's pads off. So he's he's still fulfilling his rookie roles, and, and he knows that. But uh, he's definitely going to help this offense. Hey, Carson, you spent the past week plus throwing against Rasul and Sidney and Avante. Yeah. What are those three looking like to you? They look good. Um, they look good. Obviously, you know, without, without Jalen and Darby out there, you know, those guys are getting a bulk of the reps. And um, they're making life difficult between those guys and the safeties and uh, really, the defense is solid. You know, they, they present some um, really difficult looks. They they uh, they bluff a lot of things and really make it difficult at times. But um, those three especially have stood out, and uh, you know, I think we have a lot of depth there. How have you, um, in your relationship with Alshon, in terms of you know passing ball? How has that grown here in year three? And what could is there any way you can improve? Yeah, I mean, it can always improve. You know, with anybody, it can always improve and always get better. And um, I think you just see it um, in some of the things that. Um, maybe you won't see it on the field as much, but just when we're talking through things on film, what, what we're both expecting, um, you know, signal-wise, and just kind of we, we can almost just look at each other. We know what the other guy's thinking, and, um, you know, those are things we can keep developing. And 
Um, even on a specific route, just, just how he's going to run a different route versus specific coverages and all of those. And I think we've really developed a really good relationship, and we can just keep growing that as well. Do those signals and that communication matter more with him? Because the back shoulder is probably a pass that he can, he can master more than a lot of other guys. Yeah, I mean, they matter a lot with, with really everybody. Um, with him, especially, you know, being um, kind of backside singled up quite often, um, you know, you could say there's a little more play in that and um, some different things uh, for sure specific question but in the uh, meeting room you know when the guys are on Instagram videotaping it you're always sitting first seat front row <laughs> is that is that something you've always done is, is it being yeah. a quarterback why do you want to sit next yeah spot? I've sat that first spot ever since I got here um and uh yeah, I mean, I'm sure you see those those funny videos at the same time on Instagram with these guys singing. So uh, it's it's been fun uh, seeing those guys sing. But yeah, I always sit sit in that same spot since day one. Is that how you were as as a student, or is it being the quarterback that you feel like? Uh, a little both, a little both. You know, some classes, you know, you sit in the back because you weren't, you know. But um, no, especially especially football wise, you know, want to be want to be attentive and, and be up there. I know uh, having a lot of weapons is a, is a good problem to have, but um, how are you, how are you going about kind of identifying the identity of the offense and you know, thinking about how you're going to use all those weapons and spread it around? Yeah, um, I mean that's a big part of, of training camp is, is finding out how we're going to use everybody. You know, we have the weapons like you said, and um, finding everyone's roles with this within this offense and knowing that at any point one guy could could have a monster day. You know, could go off and. Um, you know, I think we're all going to be strategic about using our matchups too. You know, if somebody presents a, a strong matchup, we're just going to keep going at him and um, kind of use that to our advantage as well. So, uh, by no means do we have the, the recipe figured out exactly yet, but I, I'm quite confident that we will um, come this season. What do you like about the, uh, the open practices? Say again? What do you like about the open practices at the uh, when they have them? Yeah, open practices are exciting for us. I mean, you know, we, we get through camp and we, it's kind of monotonous, same thing every day. So, for us to be able to go over there, um, we have fans here, obviously, at the facility, but when we go over there, obviously, it's a different uh, different animal. Fans show up in, in the thousands, and it's, uh, it gives us a little extra boost, so it's pretty fun. Carson, you were asked earlier about Miles. Uh, he, didn't, he wasn't asked to catch a lot of passes at Penn State, but he's, he's shown here and he shows before the draft and workouts that, that he's got good hands. And from that standpoint, what can he add to this offense uh, with those skills? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you see him all as a runner um, coming out of college and see what, saw what he can he can do in the backfield. But um, to see the, the versatility that he presents, you know, I, I'm excited to see him, you know, pass pass protect, you know, add that as well. But then also um, catch the ball out of the backfield, split him out in some empty sets and um, see what he can do out there. So I, I've definitely seen uh, um, I've seen stuff that I like so far, and I look forward to continuing to develop that with, with him. What's your input regarding the call and plays relative to the way it's been before? Um, about the same. You know, it's always been a healthy relationship with, with Coach Peterson first and foremost, and then Coach Grow and Coach Taylor, the quarterback's coach, and within the offense, um, you know, we always have a voice, and, you know, so does really every position player. Coach has always been very open to hearing guys' thoughts and opinions. So, um, you know, it's, it's been about the same uh, every year. Yeah, I mean, coach has done a, a really good job instilling a lot of confidence in me and um, making me prepared for if we see certain looks or do something funky that he's given me, you know, permission to, to kind of do what, what I see fit. And uh, he's trusted me with that over the years. And so uh, just knowing that he has that confidence in me always helps. Boy, I mean, it's it varies a lot. Sometimes it's 
not single time during the game, and sometimes there's five to ten. You know, you never know. And um, it completely depends on the defense that we're playing. You know, some teams are very multiple, present a lot of different looks. Some teams kind of just line up and do what they do. So, again, it, it really varies by game. Carson, we always talk about your chemistry with receivers. Since you, we, we talked about Miles, since you've been yeah. here, it's been a different lead back every year. Is there a chemistry with backs, especially when it comes to pass protection? Yeah. Uh, blitz pickup, things I mean, like blitz pickup, um, you know, there's a chemistry within them and the O line, I'd I'd say, you know, and just making sure everyone's tuned in on the right calls and how we're how we're blocking things. And um, but there's definitely a chemistry in the passing game as well. You know what I'm expecting. Um, you know they're always usually the check down, but sometimes it's I'm to the check down fast, and they got to be ready for that to know. Hey, it's cover zero, play fast, different things like that. So um, there's definitely chemistry with within receivers, like you said, tight ends, but then running backs as well. Thanks, guys. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.